Good morning and welcome to the Monarch Touch podcast. My name is Kendra and I will be your host. Today's conversation is on how to perform at your best. These rituals that I'm going to share with you today are not going to come as a surprise. They're nothing new. However, they will change your life if you practice them regularly. Unfortunately, I have learned a lot of these because I have not done them. And I'm going to share with you uh, some of the ways that I have suffered. My clients have not received the best massage because of me not following through with these practices. And so they are a big deal. They're simple. They're not difficult to do. It's one of those sayings that says, let me see if I can remember it. They're easy to do and they're easy not to do. So one of my favorite authors, Brendan Burchard, he's the author of High Performance Habits. He says common sense is not common practice. So it's not about what we know. We live in the age of information. This is about what we practice, what we do that is going to determine and make the difference of our, of our lifestyle. So if you're ready, let's get started. Number one, getting enough sleep. It sounds so simple, I know, and yet how many of us um, do not actually have a nighttime routine? Sometimes we have a morning routine or a routine to work out or a routine to do something that we like to do, but yet we do not have, or if we're parents, we even will have a routine for our children to succeed in life. This is a routine that I have learned to practice that has made a big difference when I follow through, and it really does make a big difference when I do not follow through. So what I'm going to do is share with you a little bit of my routine. Now, this is mine. You do not have to do what I do, but I do highly recommend that if you want to be at your best, if you you have something that you want to perform really well on, then making a nighttime routine is equally as important to be able to wind our mind down to be able to begin resting our body before we actually close our eyes and before we lay down in bed is so important i hear from so many of my clients that they have a hard time sleeping and by creating a routine it helps so one of the things that i learned in school and i actually found myself i did this a couple times in my early days when I had some really bad habits. I'm not proud of them. It's kind of embarrassing to admit, but I'm going to admit it that as a massage therapist, we listen to music that is very slow. We have lights that are dimmed. Um, We're not talking. My goal as a therapist is to help my client wind their body down. And so guess what happens? Our body as well will wind down. And by doing that, if I do not have proper sleep. I actually will, I've done this, um, I want to say two times that I've known, fallen asleep while I was massaging, and I just can't even believe I'm admitting this, but I have. And it's weird because you don't even realize that you do it. It's almost like you fall into a trance, and then you suddenly wake up and you realize what you've done. And so this is really, really important. Um, So some of the other problems that people might have is just being unfocused, grumpy, not connecting with people well, 
Um, so sleeping is vital to our recovery. We need to get at least eight hours of sleep. There are so many studies that have been done, and I don't. I think if you want to do your own research, you can. But I'm not going to really go into the amount of time as well. That discussion. What I would like to talk about is some. Re- well, I'll, t- I'll share with you my bedtime routine and hopefully you create your own that is good for you. So one of the things that I like to do while I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face, doing that whole bathroom preparation is I listen to podcasts. So I like to put a positive thought in my head. I really don't watch TV a lot and I try I find that if I'm not disciplined and I'm looking at social media, for an example, Facebook, I can get distracted and you end up finding yourself following down the rabbit trail, right? And so before you know it, it's really late and you filled your mind with emotional garbage that might get you more stressed out. And so when I'm disciplined and I am intentional about not doing that, I will listen to a podcast that is very positive and will either teach me something or just get me excited for things that I can look forward to the next day. And so that's what I do with that. And then I like to do these actually. I like, so let's say that my bedtime is nine o'clock. My mission is to start preparing at eight o'clock. So I'm really giving myself time to wind down. I like to, after I do my bathroom routine, go into my bedroom and do the um, light stretching. And this I do really listen while I listen to my podcast. I'll do some light stretching. I'll do a little bit of crunches, leg raises, just simple things to get you know, we, we talk a lot about getting fluid in the joints to get ready to move, but I think it's actually healthy to get a little fluid in the joints to go to sleep. I find that when I do that, if I wake up, I'm less achy. And so those are some of the things that I do. And nothing heavy, nothing hard, nothing that is overly stimulating. It's really, really light and simple. And then something else that I started... And this is silly, but it actually started because we have a very quiet neighborhood that I live in, but there was, right before college started, we had some a neighbor that had college students come over, and they were so loud, and I didn't get sleep, and I was so grumpy the next day. And so I actually invested and bought myself earplugs, and I slept so good that night that I decided, well, what if I wore them even though I don't need them? Would that help? And I found that I wake up very easily to noises that I hear. And when I wear earplugs, I actually sleep very peacefully. So for me, that is, um, it's really helpful. Uh, so I would be interested to hear in some of your nighttime routines and once we, I hear them, it's stuff that we can share and post on Facebook, and I think that will be fun because we're all different. We all have our um, things that will wind us down, and I think people need an array of suggestions and ideas, and it gets them going and gets them started. So that's number one. Number two is diet. Like I said, this stuff is not complicated. It's easy. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's easy to do the wrong things if you're not intentional. So 
The two things about diet that I think are important is the quality of the food that we take in and the quantity of the amount. And one of the things that I try to share with my clients, and I try to, and I'm just going to be honest, and I'm not really perfect at this, but it is something that I'm working towards getting better at, is I have a tendency to eat stuff myself and then work a lot until I'm really, really hungry. And then it's a, it's a cycle that's not healthy. What's really healthy is to be able to eat enough to satisfy the hunger pains, but not actually eat until you're full. And the thing that I do share with my clients is that the blue zones are the places where the most centurions live. And researchers, lots of journalists have gone and tried to find out what habits do they have that help, that these people have in common that are all around the world. And they found that one of the most important things is they do not overeat. And it doesn't mean that they, like I said, they don't eat until they're full. And that's just such a, um, I will say that is so abused in my country in America because I can't tell you how many times you will hear people say I'm stuffed. I'm so full. I can't believe I ate that much. And so I think the first step is to become aware of where your limit is. Unfortunately, when we're eating foods that have no nutritional value, our body takes longer to feel full. And so you could find yourself eating a whole package of Oreos before um, and, and still being hungry, whereas if you eat a plate of salad, then you're really not that hungry. And so it's so obvious which one you're going to feel better afterwards, but we we if we're not intentional we just make these mistakes um easily often and um i think part of control is just becoming aware and watching yourself so um what did i write so what i've noticed with people is they get caught up in the what kind of foods that they are supposed to eat and they almost picture a cookie cutter approach is like one is good for all and I've I have learned through talking with multiple multiple people about diet that the cookie cutter approach is so it just doesn't work I mean people are so different um, sometimes it has to do with an opinion of a taste of food that can have to do with um, maybe not necessarily an allergy, but a sensitivity to some foods. And sometimes it is, I, I mean, food, and it can be an allergy, but food just seems to sit differently in uh, people, different people. And so I'll give you an example. I do really well with apples. If I eat an apple for lunch, like a snack between lunch and breakfast, or if I put apples in my juice, my body thrives. I know people who actually will, they'll keep regurgitating it, like they'll be burping it up. It sounds gross, but that's what they do. Their body, it just doesn't sit good in their body. And so for them, if I were to tell them, eat apples, they're going to say, I do not feel good. Like this isn't really working for me. And so the two keys indicators that I think are what you got to do is pay attention to food and how you feel afterwards. If you feel bloated, if you feel like you're, um, you, it won't sit well, if you're burping things up a lot, 
Um, if you feel tired afterwards or a little bit nauseous to your stomach, then those are good um, indicators that say this is not my thing. This does not work for me. And so for me, when I eat meat, it makes me feel very sluggish and it just doesn't sit good in my stomach. And so I don't like it. I don't like the way the texture feels. I never have. And so for me, I don't like it. Some people, they feel without meat that they're really, really hungry. And so you have to know your body and stop listening to what other people say. Start listening to yourself. And I think... That is a huge problem with a lot of people I know is they've lost the ability in this information age to listen to their own body. And I find that people who know how to listen to their body actually do the best. And the second um, thing that you have to look at that is going to make a big difference is watch if you're maintaining a healthy weight. If you are losing weight and you don't want to, or if you're gaining weight and you don't want to, or if you want to lose weight, but you're not. So little things like that. When you get to that healthy weight, I know because I'm a, well, I'll just say I had a birthday last week and I turned 46. So I'm getting to be that middle age. Well, I guess I am the middle age where the hormones are starting to fluctuate and menopause will hit. And for a lot of ladies, all of a sudden, they will gain a lot um, of weight and they won't understand why. Or I even know men who middle-aged, all of a sudden they start gaining weight in their uh, abdominal region. And in the comment that I hear them say is, I'm doing the same thing I've always done. I don't understand why. And I'm going to say is because your body's changing. And if your body is changing, then you have to change. And so watching your weight, not necessarily because you are stressing over having to be a certain weight, but what feels good to you. And I think that's more important than anything. If you feel like excuse me I think an important thing is to be how you're using your body like can you get down on the floor can you get back up again can you go upstairs can you go downstairs um little things like that are just it is amazing how I see people losing these abilities because they just stop doing it and because they aren't paying attention to these little practices that will add up over time and so Well, things add up over time for the good or for the bad. So that's another book that I would recommend is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That was one of my personal, that was my first personal development book that I read that was, that really helped me understand that what we do on a regular basis, these small things, not big things, we often think that we have to make big decisions in order to change our lives and the truth is it's the small daily practices compounded over time that affect our lives the greatest so for the good or for the bad so for an example over three years times if you have made a really good nighttime routine and you have been practicing good diet routines in three years you're going to feel like a different person just from putting things into your body and from not just recharging, but re allowing your body just time to heal. Those two things are important. And a lot of people will 
say don't eat before you go to bed and I'm going to agree with that idea. I notice that if I go to bed not full, just kind of lightly content. I mean, if you're too hungry, you're not going to sleep well. And if you're too full, you're not going to sleep well. But if you go to bed with just a tiny bit of uh, just a little bit of food, you know, a couple hours before, I find that that's when I sleep my best. Um, number three is hydrate. This is one of those things, again, that is, I have made this mistake, and I don't know if you guys have made this mistake, but I've made this mistake where I will carry a bottle of water with me um, everywhere I go, and so in some sense, I feel like I'm hydrating, but if I'm actually paying attention, it's still full by the time that I'm home, which means I'm not actually drinking it. So I can bring water with me in the car everywhere I go. I can bring it with me into work. I can bring it with me when I get home. But when I'm really paying attention, I've had that same cup of water everywhere. And so that means that I'm actually not drinking it. And so it's such a false illusion. And so I'm just telling you, be wary of your false illusions as well. But... Um, actually plan your water intake. What I do for myself is when I wake up in the morning, I hydrate myself because at nighttime, we have spent now eight hours of not taking in any water, which means that we probably are dehydrated. You can look at any of your house plants and you know when they need to be watered. You don't even have to feel the soil. You can look at the plant and know that it needs to be hydrated. You are no different than your plant. You can see people who have very um, dry skin. You can see it in their eyes sometimes. You can see it in just when someone drinks a lot of water. You can just see how they perk up, just like how your plant can get really wilty. And then you give it water, and all of a sudden it just is so strong and firm, and it perks up. It's amazing how... Being properly hydrated really does matter. So a couple little things about the water is not everyone's going to agree with this, but room temperature is best. It's actually best for your digestion. I know some people, they have to have cold water. I'm not necessarily going to say that it's super bad. Like it's not like if you do it, then it's a you're going to have bad health. I'm just going to say, try to aim for some room temperature water, especially if you're going to drink water first thing in the morning. If you can have room temperature water, sometimes what I do is if it's in the refrigerator, I will leave it on the counter. So when I wake up in the morning, it's room temperature. So I am a coffee drinker. Not everyone is. I am. And I have my water first then I'll drink a cup of coffee and then I will have a glass of water after and this way coffee is a diuretic and I'm trying to make sure that I have water throughout the day that's important not to drink so much water at nighttime because that's not good either but not so much water in the morning but try to take some in throughout the day and then this way you'll feel um dissatisfied throughout the whole entire day and, you know, I would like to actually do a more thorough study about this. I've watched a little documentary about how people often ask which water is the best when it comes to bottled water. And I'm just going to be honest and say, I don't know. But I do know that there have studies 
that have been done that say that water that has a high mineral content is best. And I know throughout the world there are places where their bottled water or the water, their resource that they um, supply for people have very high mineral content. I do actually plan to learn more about this. And when I do, I will share it with you. Okay, so that's enough about water. Number four. Now this one is really important for me. This has made a huge difference in my life. And this is going to look different for everybody. And I would say that if you want to learn how to perform your best, find out what works for you. But the early morning routine is compare it to waking up just in time. Sometimes that looks like you're late and you're rushing to the next thing you have to do. So learning to wake up early, much earlier than I have any obligation to do anything. For me, that's five o'clock in the morning. When I wake up at five, it is still dark and the family is sleeping the dog is sleeping. I actually have a puppy, so the puppy is sleeping. The kids are asleep. It's just my time. And that is, for me, it is that time that I ground myself and I prepare for the day. So I'll give you an example of what it looks like. Is So I told you about the water, the coffee, the water. I, You know, that's a big part of it. I do very light stretching, not anything that's a big deal. So right before I go to bed and right when I wake up, I just do very light stretching. It's, it's as if you see a dog and how before they... Um, go outside, they do a little bit of a stretch. That's what I'm describing. It's just very light stretching just to kind of loosen up your body. That's what I do. And this has been important to me is sitting still with God. Taking that time, you know, it's very often to pray and just get caught up in where we need to go. But for me, I like to take this time and to praise God. Think you know, I praise with the gratitude, the things that I have, I don't know, just, it doesn't matter like what it is. It's whatever is in my heart at that moment. What do I feel so fulfilled by the things that I feel so blessed Like God has just blessed me with so many wonderful things and taking that time to reflect on it actually changes my mood, the quality of my mood. And so I find that when I get started, Sometimes when we wake up, we can be a little bit like, and we need to, we need time to wake up. But when I go to that place of praying with gratitude, it is amazing how I'm actually happy. I have a smile on my face. I am just like ready. I am ready in a very different way. So that's one of the things that I like to do is the 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 water, the coffee, the water, the stretching, the praying. And then what I do is I have a candle. I always have a candle and I like to light it up. And that is kind of like my meditation hour. You know, I have the candle. It kind of just, it does something to my brain where it switches it on. And what it says is, okay, now it's time to plan our day. How, what are we going to do? What, and here's the really big key is what is most important to me today because sometimes you have a lot of obligations and a lot of people counting on you and you are being pulled in so many directions and I can feel like that often and this actually helps me to organize my thoughts and to know 
where do I want to go and what is most important to me today? It gets me in alignment with my integrity. Who am I and who do I want to be? How do I want to live my life today? So no matter what happens, what comes up, I'm more equipped and more ready to handle it because mentally I'm more prepared. This is my ground and routine. If I do not make time to do this in the morning, I am I'm just not grounded, you know. I love scripture when it talks when Jesus talks about being on that um you know, building your house on solid ground, building your house on solid rock versus the loose gravel. I feel like when I ignore this part of my day in in the morning, that I am building my day on loose gravel and anything that comes up will just knock me down. And time and time again, it's proven true. So I would say is create your morning routine. What is important to you? What do you think will help you to feel grounded and focused? Because going through the motion, I don't know about you, but for me, it wasn't working. I was not finding myself at my best. I mean, I was surviving, and I was going through the motion, and I was just living, but it was mundane, the same routine, and I wasn't getting what I wanted, and I wasn't really happy. So... Being intentional is a really big deal. And then I'm going to say the fifth thing that is important. This is something that I plan in the morning when I do my daily planner, but I have to think about throughout the day, and that's my time management. And so I know we all have different things that we are responsible for, but for me, if I don't actually plan my time management and how I'm going to execute different activities, then one of two things happen. I'm really sloppy with, you know, I have multiple clients and I can be very sloppy with them if I'm trying to rush from this, rush from that, or I can forget to do the things that are actually really important that I wanted to do. And I'll give an example, just to do this podcast today, I had to plan this in my schedule. I had to plan the time that it took to write down my thoughts, and I have to actually plan the time that it takes to record. And so if I didn't have some type of management over my time, then guess what? This doesn't get done. And so time management is... I would say is really important as well. And so schedule it, you know, people say what I'm looking at what I wrote, sorry. And what I wrote was a good way to not get things done is to say, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll think about it. And I, I can't tell you how many people I know, and I'm, and I'm guilty of doing it myself too. You just have an idea in your head of what you want to do. And what often happens is something else will come up and then you just don't get it done. And so I am very interested to hearing what my listeners are thinking because People all have their way of doing things, and I think that when you grow a community, what's really neat is that you give each other ideas. We give each other ideas, and we give each other um, sometimes solutions that maybe we would never have thought about in our own 
on Facebook, on my Facebook page, uh, just Kendra Cabral. And I think I'm going to post this also on the Monarch Touch Facebook page. But what I would like to do is I'm going to post this podcast on there. And I will also add some questions that maybe if you feel compelled to do it, you can answer. And eventually what I want to do is create um, an opportunity, a platform where people who listen and they want to grow in community where we can talk to one another. So right now it's going to be where you see this uh, Monarch touch podcast posted and I'll have some of the questions and I would love to see some of you answer them and reply maybe to even other people's posts and this is how we get to meet one another and learn from each other and it's just um, a fun way to grow and improve your life so that's all I have for today I hope you guys live well uh, be healthy and enjoy the rest of your day bye-bye